By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. A little bit late because Shelly overslept again this morning. But you know what? I do need my beauty sleep. You were here. We're here. We're here. Uh, it is a hard to say Wednesday. It feels like a Tuesday because of the holiday. But uh, it is Wednesday. And yeah, I know. Boy, if you've been outside so far this morning, boy, I'm coming Beautiful. to work this morning. It's, it's only supposed to get up to 77. Uh, a little, little warmer than that, I believe. We'll see what Jennifer has to say. I believe. I believe. Here. Well, I won't steal her thunder. Huh? Okay. Couple things. Um, okay. Talk about. First off, we're still having uh, some issues with Westplex.social. Good issues in the respect that we've had so many people go to it that uh, Shelly actually texted me last night because I put in an ad on on the radio and I put an ad on Facebook essentially saying, hey, we appreciate all you people who are checking out Westplex.social. It's our own social media site. And by the way, there's a whole story we'll tell next hour about Shelly. And that's part of the reason, you know, it's sort of funny we're doing this because now Shelly knows why I'm trying to pull off our own social media site because... Social media sites, specifically Facebook, has gotten a little bit out of control because Shelly really got her hand slapped yesterday by Facebook. Yes, I did. And we'll talk about that next hour. And it's on my record. Yes. It's on, on my her, official school it's record. It's on her permanent record. It's going, to follow uh, around, it's going to follow you around for the rest of your life. Anyway, we'll talk about that next hour, which is actually sort of funny. But the point I wanted to make was Shelly actually texted me and says, did, we, did you really crash the server five times last week? And I said, actually, seven times. Uh, one day, uh, what is it, three times in one day, and then we had twice another day, stuff like that. Uh, and all the time when I contact, uh, you know, our, the powers that be, they essentially say, too much traffic. So we've been crashing the server. They've had to reset the server seven times now. And we are getting some additional server space, and it's not happened yet. So, so if you want to go check out, Westplex.social and sign up. It's free. What's sort of cool about our social media site is that if you don't sign up, you can still see everything that's on there. You just can't make any comments. You can look at what everybody's saying. You can look at the back and forth and things like that. Info Dude's been on there, put a lot of interesting stuff on there. Uh, he really has. Shelly puts weird stuff on there. Shelly puts weird pictures on there. Uh, you know, a lot of other people are taking issue with me at various things I say, which is fine. That's what it's all about. Uh, but anyway, we it's still not 100% yet. So hopefully by... I was hoping by today, but doesn't look like it's going to happen today. So anyway, we'll have more server space in there, we should, and we'd be able to go back to really promoting it. And really, and so far, it's quite honestly, for something I put together, it's working fairly well, except for it crashing, and that's not my fault. That's the fault of of just well, not necessarily fault, but it's just due to the fact that it's become very popular very quick. So anyway. The law of unintended consequences. Right, law of unintended consequences. Lots of stuff to talk about this morning. Uh, one of which I get the new thing is what I what what some people are referring to is what's called data data journalism, and data journalism is where somebody takes data and it could be about how many people eat uh, you know frozen pies in September, and who in the world would have you know that information? But it's out there, and they put together. You know, hey, here's a story you might find interesting. And typically it's about, it's it's sponsored by some company that wants publicity. And I get it. They're trying to get us to talk about them on the air. They sent one this morning, which I think is sort of interesting. 
and it's it's the 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 title is 2022's most and least ethnically diverse cities. Now, ethnic, eth- ethnically diverse meaning different people of different ethnicities. And they actually chronicle 501 cities. The most ethnic Where eth- are we at? Well, I don't even see us. What they do is they typically give you <laughs> they typically give you top 10 and bottom 10. So we're not in the top 10, we're not in the bottom 10. Top 10, the number one ethnically diverse cities is Jersey City, New Jersey, followed by Germantown, Maryland, Gaithersburg, Gaithersburg, Maryland, Silver Springs, Maryland, Spring Valley, Nevada, New York, New York, Kent, Washington, San Jose, California, Oakland, California, and Rockville, Maryland. The least ethnically diverse cities are Laconia, New Hampshire, Butte, Silver Bow, Montana, Barry, I guess it's Barry or Bear, B-A-R-R-E, Vermont, Watertown, South Dakota, Rutland, Vermont, Wheeling, West Virginia, Laredo, Texas, Hialeah, Florida, Clarksburg, West Virginia, and Parkersburg, West Virginia. Now, what's interesting is they give some interesting little comparison. They say Oakland, California has the highest racial and ethnic diversity, which is four times higher than Hialeah, Florida, the city with the lowest. So Hialeah has the the lowest. Okay, Hialeah, Florida has the highest concentration of Hispanic or Latino people at 95.75%. So it's also. So why isn't that ethnicity diverse? Because it's all one ethnicity. See, that's what they're saying. There's, it doesn't have to be all white people. It can be all. And, and, oh, and I let, see. Let me go further. Parkersburg, West Virginia, has the highest concentration of white people at ninety-four point zero eight percent, and Greenville, Mississippi, has the co- highest concentration of black people at eighty-three point two three percent. So, highly of Florida is almost ninety-six percent has. Hispanic or Latino, and Greenville, Mississippi is almost 84% black, and Parkersburg, West Virginia is almost 95% white. So what they're, those are the least ethnic diverse. And I find it interesting that Jersey City, New Jersey, I would have thought that New York would have been number one, you know, because they talk about New York as the ultimate melting pot. And, right. you know, from people from all over the world, except don't send anybody there from from the border. You know, the, the, the mayor. I was going to say they're all stopped at the border. Nobody no, goes to the no, Statue of Liberty no, anymore. No, the, 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 the mayor of, of New York is still fighting with the governor of, of Texas. I, and I have to be honest with you. I think this is funny. And now now the governor in Texas is sending the illegals up to Chicago. And Lori Lightfoot is just going ape you know what over this i'm going like okay now hold on a minute now if you declare yourself a sanctuary city what does that mean that means that hey we don't care where you're from you're welcome right isn't that what that means that's what i take it (laughs) same as me so now she's upset this governor is, 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 is sending these people and his point is hey Welcome to my world where you think <laughs> yeah. you think you got you're a, you know you're like New York is like the biggest city in the country and Chicago is what number number 3 I guess now LA's I think LA's number 2 Chicago's number 3 these are the biggest cities in the world they're sending one busload of you know maybe there's like 60 75 people on a bus something like that one busload and the mayor's coming unglued and I'm going like okay they talk about some of these cities in Texas every day there's like a thousand illegal immigrants who are in these cities i mean some of these are small cities what is it eagle pass texas has i have to look that up that's the one that apparently and then and then i I, i'm getting myself in trouble right off the get-go here because i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna get in trouble for saying this 
I heard the press conference yesterday where, and remember, I talked about this last week where there's a video of the the Rio Grande River, Rio Grande River, whatever you call it. The river level's been low due to some, you know, drought conditions down there in, in Texas and in, in northern Mexico. And there's been video of people just fording across the Rio Grande. You know, I mean, like, where's one picture? They say in a day, a thousand people forded across the Rio Grande. Now, you watch the video. At one point in time, even the adults are, like, up to, way up to their chest, depending on how tall they are. Some of them, the water's up to their, their like, their neck. And the adults, if they have kids, are holding the kids on their shoulders are, you know, on, on, you know, putting them literally on their shoulders or holding them against their chest. So their heads are above the water level and they're walking across the Rio Grande and, and they're ending up in the United States. So I guess this happened over the weekend where the river came back up and unfortunately 13 immigrants died. They drowned. That's so, a shame. So yesterday in the presidential press conference, this was brought up and Biden said, he's so sorry to see this. And the new lady who is the new press secretary says, you know, we're, we're just doing everything to shut that border down or something like that. I'm going like, what? <laughs> you know, I'm going like, yeah, right. That would be like, that would be like somebody saying, you know, that would be like the manager of like one of the clubs in Sajay saying, you know, we're doing everything we can to keep these ladies fully clothed. You know, we just can't believe they don't have enough money for, for, for tops and bottoms. And we're doing everything we can to make sure they have clothing so their private parts are not exposed. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, right. That's what you do for a living. You, you show naked women on stage, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, isn't it sort of weird that they would say something like that? Because all they'd have to do is just say, okay, fine, we're going to finish building the wall. We're going to send the, the National Guard down there. I just don't understand it. And, and last week, the press secretary got asked about this, you know, was the U.S. Open that's going on right now. Uh, Djokovic, who's the one of the world-class tennis players, who's not allowed in the United States because he's not vaccinated. But yet there's all these people come across the border who aren't vaccinated, and nobody seems to care. And they asked the press secretary, and her response was something like, you'll have to talk with, with, with immigration and naturalization and the, the CDC because we don't make any comments on that. And it's interesting because here's a guy who can't come to the United States to play tennis because he's not vaccinated, but yet you got all these people every day, literally thousands of people coming across the border. You, we have no idea what their health situation is. They're not bringing their health records with them. A lot of them come from countries, not necessarily you know Mexico. Most of these are not Mexicans anymore. They come from countries where they've never seen a doctor in their life. You know what I'm saying? And who, yes, I do. And who knows? And I'm not trying to say they're quote unquote like the unwashed, but you know, you and I, as American citizens, and with your daughter, and I know with my kids, we had to have certain things for them to go to school. When my son played football, he had to have a phys- you know he had to have a physical. Same thing with my other son who ran track. You know he had to have a physical. I think my daughter was on the dance team, and she. I, well, I know she was on the dance team. I think she had to have a physical. And if I'm not mistaken, aren't they still required to have like as 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 the kids grow up and they go to like kindergarten? Aren't they required to have? their flu shots or the vaccines and things like that before they let them into school? You know, I don't know the answer to that question. If anybody out there has young kids just recently started school, you can text me at 314-280-8880, or you can go on westplex.social 
and you know sign up if you're not a member already and sign up and put a post up there and tell us your experience because I my kids are older now but I vaguely remember having to have when we signed them for school I vaguely remember having to have some kind All of the a, shots yes yeah, some kind of a documentation where we yes. went to sign them up where they had their you know the the DPT and what was it the polio vaccine and stuff like yep. that I, I may be wrong but I no, I I do remember you're not. that. I'll, I'll check to see if that's. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> I'll say check that in the uh, that what what'd you say again now? I said you were right. No, 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 and that kind of caused me a little pain in my stomach. Yeah, that's pretty much what I said. No, 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 no! Don't let him go. Shelly got accused. Uh, Shelly accused me yesterday of doctoring that, and then we played the actual. <laughs> uh, That's because he he welcomes um, all, all. Well, he doesn't comments. He doesn't. He doesn't well, welcome. Clearly, comments. he must because he didn't. They didn't. He didn't want them to do anything to the heckler. Well, guess what? Didn't didn't matter what he said. They 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 threw. I think they pulled the guy out in handcuffs. You know, it didn't, uh, didn't matter what the president said. Well, he's the president. Of course they did. He was, you know, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't you love to be president for one day? Uh, No. I would. Man, matter of fact. What, I, what would you do? What would you do? I would. The first thing I'd do is I'd say, okay, boys, we're taking a ride in the 747. <laughs> you know, yeah. Air Force Let's One. Go for a ride. You know, and, and the people that like, like, you know, the people have been mean to me, I would say to the pilot, how low do you have to get to blow the shingles off their roof? You know? <laughs> no, I'd be like, how low do you can you get to be accurate to release the contents of the restroom? There you go. That's a good one, too. Thank you. But, but you know, I mean, think about that. I mean, if you had, we've talked about this before. If you were like, even the governor, the governor, like, has constant police protection around him. The Missouri State Highway Patrol guards the governor we've been places you and i have met the governor on a couple occasions you know several of the governors yeah we have where and we we met eric Greitens, and um he wasn't governor at yeah, that point in time uh that was when he gave me a cell phone number now that number doesn't work anymore i guess he changed it because he knew i had it anyway um that's probably true even the governor matter of fact have you seen this bizarre story i think if i could find this again the video on this is just unbelievable there's this lady, was it she in Argentina? She's the vice president. And, and Don't cry for me. No, I think it's Argentina. Very attractive lady. She's probably like late thirties, early forties. And she's in a crowd of people and she's walking down the street and all of a sudden you see this hand come out in the picture and a gun pointed at her head. I mean, we're talking a foot away from her forehead. I mean a foot away at best. And the guy pulls the trigger. And the gun jams. And immediately everybody, you know, grabs the guy and throws him to the ground and beats the snot out of him. But it's like unbelievable. Unbelievable. I remember there used to be a guy in St. Louis. I remember, do you remember Marty Bronson? What'd he do? Marty Bronson was like a, a very talented, he was like a local local performer. He was like a... Uh, no, I don't remember him. Okay, Marty Bronson was a guy that, that was used to, you know, used to be... He was like, uh, he would sing, you know, at various events and things like that. He would sing the national anthem a lot. And he had his, at one point in time, he had his own club. 
and he talked about the fact that <laughs> what was it called? I can't remember. It was very popular. It was in it was in back in the day where they had. You remember? You remember the the, the area they called the Gaslight Square? I do. Okay, Isn't Ga- that the Grove now. Well, it's sort of in that same area, but Gaslight Square was was infamous or famous, whichever way you look at it. At the time, like all these performers who were up and coming performers went there. Like it was, I think Sammy Davis Jr. and all sorts of people like Aww, that. Oh, the Rat Pack. Anyway, he Marty Bronson told the story that he had his own club. And they had a guy who uh, was disruptive, and the bouncers essentially threw him out of the club. And the guy came back, and he was begging. He says, please let me back in. I'll be good. I'll be good. I'll be good. So the bouncers of the club went in and asked Marty, hey, Marty, this guy's back. He wants to talk to you. He says he won't cause any more problems. So Marty says he goes outside to talk to the guy. And the guy pulls out a gun and literally puts it to Marty Bronson's forehead, pulls the trigger, and the gun doesn't fire. <laughs> and immediately, you know, the bodyguards, you know, the bouncers, you know, take this guy down, probably rearrange his facial features and, you know, call the police and he gets arrested. And it was, for those of you who are gun nerds, it's a 1911, a Colt 1911, which for years from like, matter of fact, the reason they call it 1911 is that's when it was officially accepted as the official sidearm of the United States Army. And it was the official sidearm from 1911 all the way to like 1985, it was a 45 caliber handgun. It saw uh, duty in World War II, World War One, Korea, you know, I mean, even Vietnam. Matter of fact, they were still using this gun in Vietnam and even up until like 85 when it was finally, uh, you know, replaced by the Beretta M9. But he talked about literally New York meant it, you know, like one of those quick little things where your life flashes before your eyes. And I mean, I'll find this video of this of this lady. I think it's Argentina. It's bizarre. And now they're saying, wow, what was her security detail doing? I mean, because but when you, you think about this, sometimes you see the president surrounded by Secret Service, but they wade into crowds and you're going like, OK, how do they protect him? I mean, if there is some nutbag in the crowd then you know, I mean, how in the world would they really protect him? I, think, I don't think they could. Don't you think? They call I don't it, know. They call it working the rope. Sometimes they have a rope line, you know, like when they have a presidential motorcade, they have a rope so that people can't, you know, run out into the, onto right. the street. And sometimes the president, and Trump did this from time to time. I know Obama did it from time to time. I think most presidents at one point in time. Remember remember when, when, when George, you know, H.W. Bush, whatever his name was, W., uh, George W. Uh, went to New York. Whatever his name was, it's George well, Bush, I always, Brad. I get confused because... It's W is the son. And H.W. was his father, right? That's the way it was. W, that's why they call him W. Anyway, I remember. His son, yes. I remember. George W. Bush. Remember when he went to New York after 9-11? By the way, it's hard to believe that 9-11 is coming up. Uh, anyway, remember he, I know. Remember he went to New York and he, and he, and he got up on top of that, that, uh, that you know, the, the unfortunate rubble that was left of the World Trade Center? And I'm going like, man, you know, once again, he's in the middle of nowhere. How could, how did they protect him? And the answer is they didn't, they couldn't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We shouldn't talk about stuff like that. Right. Right. Okay. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. It is, hold on a minute. I got to redo something. I'm not used to being on the air because I missed my first break. It is 647. Which was totally your fault. It was. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. 6.53. Is that correct? Am I looking at the clock right? It is correct. Uh, 
something I wanted to mention. I can't remember what it was. You know, sometimes Uh-oh. I I scroll a lie. I scroll through the headlines, both national and local, and it gets depressing. Have you seen this thing local? There's been a lot of stuff going on with these guys who are breaking into the gun shops where they're essentially they tried to do the one out. Was it the Academy Sports out there in St. Peter's? And I believe there was another Academy Sports. Was there one? Is there Academy in O'Fallon? I know there's one in St. Peter's, that new shopping center across the uh, interstate from uh, Mid Rivers Mall. Yes. And they steal a car. And now what they're doing is they're stealing Hyundai's and Kia's because they're so easy to steal. Can you believe this? This deal with with they're talking about like some days, some days, there are hundreds of Hyundai's and Kia's across the country that are stolen in a day. Because you know this whole crazy, stupid thing. You know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about the Kia boys? Well. Well, it's the it's the key in the Hyundai's, yes, because apparently it's super easy to steal them because they don't have what's called an immobilizer. I don't know about like what I think you've got the same thing. Like I'm a Ford guy, so in Ford it's called Pats, P A T S, passive anti theft system. And essentially, what there is there's a chip in the key that if you if if you can stick a key in the ignition and turn the ignition. And the engine will go rah, 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 but it won't start because the ignition's been immobilized. And what it does, it shuts down the computer. It lets you turn the car over, but the ignition won't turn on. So in other words, if the ignition won't turn on, spark plugs don't fire, and the car doesn't run. But apparently, the Kias, a lot of the Kias and the Hyundais from like, was it 19 or 2019? Or no, 20, was it like 2005 all the way to like to 2021? The current model, the 2022s and 2023s have it. So all you have to do is, and apparently there's some connection that you break off something on the steering column, and you take a USB cable, and you stick the USB cable into this connector, and the car starts. It's like, so in other words, you don't worry about if you're stealing it just to, you know, joyride it or run it through, you know, smash it into a building, stuff like that. You just break out the window, you, you know, unlock the car, get in, pull this little, you know, access panel off under the dash or whatever it's out on the steering column. Stick your USB cord in there. Car starts up, away you go. And it's gotten to be to the point where... where well, isn't that better than getting underneath the dashboard, pulling down the wire harness, and sitting there and going... Yeah, but the problem is, that's back in the day, you could do that, but in most... Yes, in, I know. Well, in most cars, you can't do that anymore. It's too it's too complicated. And, oh, yeah, well... And that's why they have... That's why they put the, the, uh, the, the, the key in in the uh, steering column in most of the cars because in the old days they would do what they would call punching the ignition you just take like a hammer with like a punch or something like that and you just literally put it on top of the ignition switch and you'd whack the ignition switch with a hammer and it would break the ignition switch out of the dashboard and then you just and then the ignition switch would fall down like you know sort of behind the dashboard above your feet you know where you drive and you just hot wire just you know take, you know, connection A and move it over to, you know, and short it out to connection B, and the car would start up, and away you'd go. That was back in the day. Well, that's pretty hard to do nowadays because most of them have the ignition switches, which is, like, embedded in the steering column. So you just pretty much got to tear the steering column apart to get the thing, get up the ignition switch. And by the time you do that, you can't steer the car anymore because you've torn up the steering column. Anyway, um, they're, like, stealing these cars left and right. And was it last week? The city of St. Louis filed a lawsuit, Merit Tashara Jones sent a letter to Kia and Hyundai. They, you know, the, the manufacturers essentially say, we're going to hold you responsible. 
I'm going like, yeah, like that's going to work. <laughs> you know, the people in, in South Korea are going like, oh, my God, we're so afraid of what's going on in the city of St. Louis. They sent us, they sent them, they sent us, uh, you know, a letter saying they're going to sue us. <laughs> yeah, stand in line. But, you know, the Kia boys are a real thing. And they're rampant in St. Louis City. Okay. Um, smartest woman in the world says it was Manchester and St. Peter's. That was the Academy store. I know it was the Academy sports store in St. Peter's. They're after guns. Manchester after. and St. Peter's. Yeah, there's one on Manchester. I don't know if that's in Ellis. There is. Yeah. Or there used to be. Yeah, you know what? I do know where that one's at. I know exactly where this one. I know where it's at now in relation to 141. Uh, anyway, yeah. the one in, the one in St. Peter's is in that new little shopping center across the street. That's the shopping center that flooded, too. You know, there are a bunch of those stores in that shopping center flooded. Did you know that? Well, I kind of know that because Old Town St. Peter's got hit hard. Yeah, but I thought that place was, was if you go like on the north side of 70 along there, the it's what, the, the car dealership, you got the car, you got the two cars. You got actually, three, you You've got three. Got, no, 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 um, not, not, no, I'm talking about on the other side of Mid Rivers, on the east side of Mid Rivers, all the new dealerships. Oh. You got, you got, uh, what do you, is that Lufus, Lufus? And you well, got the, all Carmax. the ones that are there, what, on Miracle Mile? Oh, CarMax. And then yeah. in that shopping center, you got uh, all the new Did places. Did all that flood? Yes. Yes. I mean, Carmax I don't... CarMax flooded? I, I don't think CarMax flooded, but like, for I example, I know so. that, that one restaurant there, that, that the guy, it's the guy's, what's it called? Gulf Coast or something like that. Yes, he, he's Gulf, like, Gulf Coast Shrimp. Yeah, seafood place. He had a foot of water yeah. in his store. And I believe... He had what? He had a foot of water in his store. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And I thought that was high. I thought they built that up out of the floodplain. You know, but apparently it's they didn't. Not, it wasn't in a floodplain. The 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 sewer system could not take uh, but that's, the... But that's still in a floodplain there. If you look at it on the map, I'm pretty sure it's a floodplain. It's not because some people didn't have in flood insurance because they weren't in a floodplain and they weren't covered. We'll talk about that later. We have to go at 7 o'clock. It's 7 o'clock. Oh. So say goodbye, Shelly, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Bye, Shelly. It's your turn, Shelly. You're supposed to talk. I did. I said, me. <laughs> it's BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Beautiful sunrise this morning. Boy, it's a beautiful morning. Temperature's good. Still humid. It got, it's so humid this time of the year in the morning. I mean, like a lot of times it's very humid in the morning anyway, but take a guess at the humidity right now. Take a guess. Go ahead. Um... It's the kind of humidity that back in the day women would hate. Let me put it that way. Okay, the kind that sits there and makes your hair fall. Right, exactly. I know it's humid outside because <laughs> my puppy got left outside last night and she had dew on her. Night, hold it. The puppy stayed outside the entire night? Yeah. Is that okay? It's a great peer. They're outside dogs. Yeah, but... But did she bark and stuff like that? Did she make... I don't know. She was put outside after I went to bed. And someone's supposed to take her back in, but they didn't. Correct. Uh, who's but fault? she doesn't come. She she literally will not come when you call her. So do you have to uh, text her or something like that? <laughs> I have to tell her I'm going to get the thingy. <laughs> What's or I'll say, don't make me come down there. Hold it. <laughs> and then she comes up. Hold it. This is, this is third break. There's a whole... Stop it. There's a whole treasure... Don't even think about there's it. A, there, I am not kidding. There's a whole treasure trove of, no, of Shelly comments. Absolutely right not, Brad Hildebrand. <laughs> there's a whole and bunch I of... Mean this. <laughs> so in other words, you're telling me that if... that what I shouldn't do is I should or shouldn't use those those drops. No, 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 no. 
you telling should me no. not use those drops. Let's ask. Let's ask the president. Should I use those pres those drops, president? No, 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 no. Don't let, let him go. Okay, he's going to let me go. Then let me slide this time. Ninety-five uh, percent humidity right now. Is it? Well, she had dew on her, so yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, you're ninety-five so percent humidity. Yeah, it's it's sticky out there. Although although it's a nice temperature, it's sixty-five right now. It is. It's very pretty. You know, this is the time of the year. We're getting to the time of the year when, if it were like this year round, it would be really nice to live here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like San Diego. Right. Highs of like you know eighty, eighty-five, something like that. And by the way, I don't know what you're saying, but the uh, Jennifer. Foychitsky. said the high is supposed to be 83. You said, what, 77? I don't okay, know, man, I don't know, let it go. I don't know where you get your Seriously. weather data from. You know, listen to our meteorologist. Me and now you're going to bring it you up? Know, you know what's really interesting? Jennifer. Foychitsky. Our meteorologist, last week, I remember her saying that the weekend was, not, was going to be not so good. Rain, stuff like that all weekend long, right? I listen to Dave Murray. Oh, it's going to be a beautiful weekend. A great, a great Labor Day weekend. Lots Isn't of sun. Isn't he in Florida? <laughs> no, he's in California. Move on, brother. <laughs> he's, you know, once again, I went to school twice. I went to St. Louis University. I never told you this story. I went to St. Louis University to become a meteorologist. And then I had to drop out of that because my job got real crazy. And then I went to uh, Mississippi State. To work on my Bachelor of Science was degree. Was that online, or did you physically go to Mississippi State? Both. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was it was both. It was like a hybrid kind of program, and oh, once that again, was kind of uh, kind of forward thinking back then. Yeah, and my life changed, and I had to drop out of that one. So I think I got. How'd your life change? Uh, well, I after I this is after my traffic network after I sold the traffic network in '94. Uh huh. Um, I was looking for something to do. Matter of fact, I should have gone back to law school, but that was a whole stupid thing I didn't do. Anyway, um, I went shoulda, back. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah, shoulda, coulda, woulda, woulda, whatever. I could have been like my daughter. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what happened was a guy came, a guy had, I tell this story once sometime. A guy in the broadcasting business who shall remain nameless, who works for a big company. Now it's a billion-dollar company, multi-billion-dollar company. Headquartered, believe it or not, out of Jefferson City, Missouri. It's a billion-dollar company now. A lot of people don't even know about it. Called a company called Learfield. And a um, guy, guy I'd known for a long time came into town, and he said, Hey, I'm, I got a meeting tomorrow with, matter of fact, with Smoky Rivers. Smoky Rivers oh, at Y98. Smoky Rivers. Smoky Rivers. And he said, um, You know him, don't you? I go, Yeah, I know him real well. And he says, Can I buy you breakfast tomorrow, and can you... You know, maybe giving me a little bit of what his hot buttons are. I go, yeah, fine. So he comes into town. We have breakfast. And he goes off to this meeting. And we're in, during breakfast, he asked me. They're having some issues with some of the things they're doing with Learfield. And, you know, once again, the market was changing at the time. This was like mid-90s when the FCC was changing rules and regulations. And big companies were buying up stations left and right. That's the beginning of the end of the radio business as far as I'm concerned. But that's a whole other story. Anyway, uh, so he says to me, he says, if you were going to do what we're doing. And keep in mind, at the time, Learfield did an agriculture network. They did several state news networks, and they did a sports network. They had Mizzou and a bunch of other teams, not nearly as many teams as they have now. Now it's got to be huge. It's like a billion-dollar business now. And he said, what would you do? And I just said, well, I'd do this, 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 and this. So he says to me, okay, fine. He's taking notes. 
So I didn't think anything would come of it. So a couple of days later, he calls me up and he says, hey, my meeting went real well with Smokey. And he says, I don't know if anything is going to happen, but boy, he says, uh, you know, I appreciate you, what you told me. And he was impressed that I knew his background. Well, he, he, I, he knew his background because I told him what his background was. So anyway, he says, I mentioned some of the things you said to our executive board here at, the, at, at Learfield, and they'd like you to come down and talk to them. I go, about what? And he goes, just come on down. We'll buy you lunch. So a couple days later, I drove down and met Clyde Lear, who at that point in time owned Learfield. Great guy. Had lunch with him. And they're peppering me with questions. Now, what would you do in this case? Blah, 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 blah. And in, in Des Moines, we've got this situation in Des Moines. What would we do? What, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going like, like, what is this? Like, you know, they're like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the guru. I'm just some dumb guy in the radio business. You know, ran traffic network. You know, used to fly helicopters. That's just me. I'm an old stupid disc jockey. So... They invite me down for another meeting, like another week later. So then I had this bizarre thing where they come to me and they go, okay, we got a little problem here. Um, and they, they they told me here, the CFO, and the CFO was in on a couple of these meetings and he was always like very negative toward me. Didn't like me. And for whatever reason. I don't know how that's possible. Well, I mean, no, I'm, I'm going like, I'm going like, I, you. you know, I don't, I don't quite understand that. Anyway, so they wanted to offer me a job, but. The CFO apparently, and what was told to me later was once upon a time, the company got in a really bad financial situation. So they hired the CFO. He worked for a big company here in St. Louis. I think he was like one of the big wigs at, at Monsanto, and he was going to retire from Monsanto. So they offered him to come to, to save this company, and he turned the company around, got bank loans, got everything worked out, and the company started to prosper. So the deal was that before any major financial decision was being made, they had to get the approval of Rob, and Rob was the CFO. So, you know, we have this meeting. They say, well, and Rob's sitting right there. He says, we says uh, you know, he says, well, we'd like to, you know, have you come and work for us. But Rob thinks that you're full of bull. And, he, and they use the entire bull line. And Rob's, Rob looks right at me. He says, yeah, right. He says, I, I don't believe anything you say. Okay, fine, whatever. So they say, well, we don't know what to do because Rob has financial say-so over, over new projects. And when they, they wanted me to start traffic networks in other cities. That's how I ended up in Des Moines. And so I looked at Rob and I go, I go, so Rob, so the problem is you don't want to pay me. And he says, exactly. He says, I think you're a waste of time, a waste of money. You know, nice guy. And I said, okay, fine. I'll tell you what. I'll work for you guys for a year for free. And, and the room went silent. You get a, a pin drop. And Clyde, the guy who owns the company, says, you work for us for a year for free? And I go, yeah. Just cover my travel expenses. And I go, keep in mind, I'm a cheapskate when it travels. I, you know, Motel 8, you know, Super 8, Motel 6, Red Roof Inn, that's kind of places. And, you know, I eat at McDonald's and places like that. So I'm not going to stick in with you with, you know, you know, at the Four Seasons Hotel and, and you know, five-star diners and stuff like that. So they're going like, whoa, 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 whoa. You'll do this for a year for us for free? And I go, yeah, I'll work for you for free for a year. And I did. I worked for them a year for free. And you know what? It was a great time because no matter what I did, nobody could fire me because I was working for free. What are they going to do? Not pay me anymore? They weren't paying me to begin with. And it was probably the most fun I've had because of the fact I was just blowing things up. I went up to Des Moines, eh, change this, don't do this, do that, you know, change this. And people go, well, this is the way we've always done it. I go, well, that's wrong. Let's do it this way. And things got better. And we signed up a bunch of stations in, in Des Moines. I had a classic meeting with, with, and this is sort of a weird story uh, of of how the chiropractors got into the radio business. Did you ever told you this weird story? Uh-uh. The Palmer, the, 
the guy's name was David Palmer. He's like considered to be the father of chiropractic, born, born back in the 1800s. And he lived in, in Iowa. And he started this, this, you know, medical science called, some people say it's not a science, but that's a whole other story, of chiropractic. And his son came along and also became a chiropractor, but got upset with his father because his father didn't promote chiropractic. So what did his son, who his son was called BJ, BJ Palmer, and what did they what did they do? His son decided the reason that they didn't have enough publicity, they weren't on the radio enough, so they bought a bunch of radio stations. And at one time they owned, I don't know, like nine or ten radio stations in Iowa and Nebraska. And in and in Des Moines they owned the big radio station, WHO, which is where, believe it or not, uh, Ronald Reagan as a young man was a sportscaster at WHO in Des Moines. How and, neat! And, I did not know that. Oh about yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, he was. I think he did play-by-play of at the time the minor league uh, team from the Chicago Cubs, and then they put a TV station on the air. And even back, back like in the '90s when this was going on, the Palmer sisters, who were like the great grandchildren of the original owner of of the radio stations, of the TV station, still own the station. And it was owned by, like, they literally referred to when you went to talk to, like, the management, they talked about, well, we have to talk to the sisters. And the sisters were the Palmer sisters, and they ran the radio stations. And then they it got sold out. Anyway, it's a long, crazy, weird story. And <laughs> I, I had him, this guy who ran WHO, hated the, he hated Learfield for whatever reason. There's a long reason. He hated Learfield. And I bugged him, and he would never give me a meeting. So one day, he says to me, I finally got him on the phone. It's like 9.30 in the morning. And he said to me, he says, you're in St. Louis right now, right? I go, yeah. He says, be in my office by 4 o'clock. If you're not here by 4 o'clock, I will never talk to you again. So I'm going like, it's 9.30. I can't get a flight because at the time, the only airline that flew to, flew to New York was, was uh, the flew to Des Moines was, was TWA. And, you know, they had like one flight a day. It left at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And there was no way I was going to get there by, or I think like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So... This guy was like, and they told me, oh, this guy's like, he's, you got to wear a suit. You got to have a freshly pressed suit. I just bought a brand new suit and I hadn't had the, the, and the a pair of roller skates and you have the brand new key. No, I didn't. I, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have the, 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 the pants hemmed, you know, like if you buy yes, men, you if you, them, right? if, you, if you buy a set, or did you duct tape? No, literally I tried on my pants and I stood up on a chair in a mirror and I figured out where the hem would be. I literally folded the 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 things over. I put them on the ironing board because I had an ironing board because I ironed all the time. I ironed my pants. I, I stapled the, the hems. I got into my car and I drove like a crazy man. It takes six hours to drive from St. Louis to Des Moines. I pulled into the parking lot at 354. You know, I'm running to the door, literally running to the door, you know, I mean, because I got to be in this guy's office at four o'clock. Or he's never talking to you again. Never talking to me again. I run, you know, through the parking lot, into you know, through the visitors, go up to the front desk. Okay, OJ. It, it's like 3.56. I said, lady, ah, I can't remember his name anymore, Steve or something like that. I said, I got a four o'clock appointment with Mr. So-and-so. And she goes, is he expecting you? Yes. And you've got to call him right now because he told me if I'm not here by 4 o'clock, he's not meeting with me. She says, I'll call him right now. So she calls his secretary, and his secretary comes down, and she says, you made it. I go, yes. She goes, how did you get here? I drove. And she goes, I think his name was Steve. Well, Steve, Steve didn't even think you were going to make it. So he's actually 
left the building, but he'll be back. I knew you were going to say <laughs> yes, that. He left because, you know, it wasn't there by 4 o'clock. So apparently she calls him in the cell phone. They had cell phones back then. And he comes back to the office, and we have this meeting. And he was a real jerk to me. God, he was mean to me. So Okay, so he, he, what he, happened? He gives me meeting number Did two. Did you let him be a jerk to you? Yeah, well, you know, what you, once again, what are you going to do? The guy was a jerk. You're you know? going to sit there and tell him, please don't talk to me like okay, that. You're so, being a, um, no, I just I just sit there and sat a, there. And, a mule. I sat there and took it, okay? I'm going, okay, whatever, you know? And so he had, this is a long, complicated story. He got mad about the fact that, this is sort of weird, that back in the day, now you don't have this anymore. Back in the day, some of the universities did not grant exclusive rights to their athletic departments. In other words, and this this happened in 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 Iowa. And Iowa football in Iowa is like a religion. College football in Missouri, you know, it's sort of sad. The Tigers, you know, they do okay one year. They do not so okay. Nobody shows up. I mean, they haven't sold out a game at 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 you know whatever Tiger Stadium, whatever Foro Field. Covered up. That they haven't they haven't sold just recently. A, no, they haven't sold out a game in a long time. They just don't ever sell sell the games out. So in Iowa, it's like religion. You know, you got the Hawkeyes and you got the Cyclones, whatever the heck they are. And so the deal was the Hawkeyes, which is the big team, they did not grant exclusive rights. So in other anybody could show up and broadcast the games. And at one point in time, there were like six radio stations who each sent their broadcast team up to broadcast the Hawkeyes. So Learfield went in there and, and offered, you know, University of Iowa, Iowa University, I always get him confused, a bunch of money to get the exclusive rights. And this guy was mad because they got locked out in the Hawkeyes. And this guy was like, you know, the big dude, the big station in town, WHO, which is like the Camo X of Des Moines. So he hated the Learfield people. So so he, he, he says to me, he says, well, he says, I'll give you, he says, I, I know you just, you came up here in short notice. He says, Put together a proposal for me, and he gets out his calendar. He says, can you be here next Tuesday at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon? I go, yeah, fine. He says, come back and do a proposal. So I'm thinking Did myself. Did he give you a specific time? Yeah, 3 o'clock on a Tuesday, whatever it was. Okay, I so can't remember. So was he going to talk to you if you're late? I don't know. Who knows? So. Oh, I'm sorry. So I went out and thought to myself, okay, how do I get this guy to be stop being such a jerk to me? So I went out. This is a true story. I went out, and I bought this this crazy looking weird rag doll okay and it was like some weird thing it had stuffing in it It was sort of big it was like two feet tall and it was like some kind of thing almost like almost like like an overgrown toy you'd maybe give your dog you know what i mean like one of those things you'd like you know they bite into it and stuff like that and i took it to there was a place remember back in the day there was a place at the mall called things remembered remember that and they would engrave things for you, like, you know. Yes, I remember that. Okay. They're still there. And, well, there was another place there that did custom embroidery work. You know, they used to go and they have, you have, like, your name put on shirts and things like that. There em- was. Embroidery. There. So I took this doll that I bought, and I had the guy embroiderer, embroidery, or whatever you call it, the, the name of the company, Learfield. I got their logo, and the guy did the logo on this doll. And then I went to Wally World. Is it World. a cupid doll? No, it was, like, it it was a, just it's some kind of stuff. What's, what's the word? It was, um, it was some kind of stuffed doll. It was a fabric doll. No, I know that. But was it meant to be like the thing you poke, na- poke uh, pins in? You're ahead was- of me because that's what I did. I went to Wally World and I bought this great big box 
of these straight pins, you know, like these. Like, oh, you're so funny. These three-inch pins. So I go up to this guy's meeting, meeting, and I walk in. And I have. I'm back in the day. I had a briefcase. You know, back in the day, no backpacks. You had a briefcase. I walk in and I said, I have my proposal for you. Had sits down in his in his conference room. A couple of the executives from the company are there, and he, he. I sit down in his conference room and he says. I can't remember what his name was. Steve. Let's call him Steve. I said, Steve, I know you have some problems with Learfield, and I know you have angst with Learfield. So while you're listening to my proposal, I want you to take out your frustrations. And I pulled out this doll out of my briefcase. It's got the logo of Learfield across his chest. And I pulled out this great big box of straight pins. And I go, yes, it's a voodoo doll. And I know, and I know you hate Learfield. So while I'm giving my presentation, you can just stick, sit there, and stick pins in the Learfield dial. And the two other guys in the meeting were like busting a gut. They're like, well, you know, because you know, because what do I got to lose? You know, once again, I don't work for this company. They're not paying me. I'm doing this for free. I don't care. You know, do I care what happens? I do. But you know what? It's not like I'm going to get fired. Well, you didn't sign up WHO, Brad. You're fired. You didn't get that deal done. You're fired. If I got the deal, if I didn't get the deal, I still made the same amount of money, which was zero. I was getting paid. So so he gives me this. You can almost tell he's trying not to smile. You know, he's somebody. you get somebody who's mad at you. you know, like, I do. You, I know that very well. <laughs> right. And, and you do something, and they, they, you, you start, they start to smile, and they try to stop it. So these two other guys in the meeting are like busting a gut. They think this is funnier than I'll get out. So, so he takes the doll and literally starts sticking pins in it. That's hilarious. (laughs) I'm giving them this presentation. And the two guys who are in the meeting aren't listening to me. They're watching their boss stick pins in the doll, you know, like, you know, pin, 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 pin. And he goes through like the whole box of pins. There's like a hundred pins in this thing. And and I get done with my presentation. He goes, what do you, I said, what do you think? He says, I didn't hear a damn word you said. <laughs> he says, but, but let me take a look at your proposal and I'll get back to you. And the rest is history. A week later, I had to deal with him. Good for you. <laughs> it was bizarre. Persistence does pay. Well, it was so weird because I didn't care. You know, once again, I mean, think about that. If you went through life, everything you went and you, cause think about it. You go to work and you go like, oh, oh I, I'm not going to say anything to my coworker, even though he's a jerk and he says nasty things to me all the time. I don't want to get in trouble with the boss. You know what I mean? I would never do that. <laughs> I know you wouldn't, but most people do. You know, and no, if the, the only thing I say to you is I want to throat punch you, if the, yeah. which got me warm. <laughs> That's the next break. We'll talk about that. Shelly, believe it or not, because of me, something she said on Facebook about me yesterday. Am I kidding? No. Something Shelly said on Facebook about me yesterday got her. What'd you get? Was it a warning? You didn't get. It was a huge warning. You didn't get banned. You just did. You get like a suspension. No, they just gave me a warning. Shelly got a warning on Facebook yesterday. <laughs> God, I feel so violated. <laughs> I'm like, what happened to free speech? Well, not and on. How could not that on Facebook? Be considered incitement of violence it's you know it's just gotten out of control that's why that's part of the reason once again this uh, turned into a promo westplex.social go there but don't go there a lot because we're still on the old server and it's still not literally we we beta test this thing last week i've been working this thing for about a month made public made it public last week crashed the server seven times last week so far 
Here it is Wednesday, and we haven't crashed the server. The server crashed on Saturday. It's the last time it crashed. So um, it's our own social media site, and obviously we have to do some moderation. If people get on there and start you know, F-bombing everybody, we're going to have to you know, take care of stuff like that. But so far, we've had a bunch of people sign up, and a bunch of people use it, and so far, we haven't had to give anybody the warning like Shelly got from Facebook. <laughs> oh, yes. The Facebook warning. I think that's so funny. Shelly says. I mean, my phone was flashing. Shelly says. Like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> you know, said, like a, a fire right. thing. Shelly oh, says. Oh, my gosh. It was ridiculous. I'm like, this is stupid. She sends me the screenshot of her warning from Facebook. And I'm going like, okay, is this for real? And she mocked this up. It is for real. <laughs> and it's yeah. because. We'll, we'll tell the whole story next break. 727. Okay. It is BS.show. Shelly and Brad. That's who we are. 7. 32 it is a i want to say tuesday but it's actually a wednesday right it's hump day it's hump day hump day i forgot about yeah. that you know and the smartest woman in the world gets mad when you do the hump day thing why i don't know she just doesn't like that i just love that stupid camel mike 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 <laughs> should i start playing it should it make her mad no i don't want to make her mad Here, hold on a minute. i won't stop saying it but... <laughs> here we go uh oh, guess what day it is? Julie. <laughs> huh? Julie. Huh? Guess what day it is? Julie. Huh? Julie. Huh? Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Mike, 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 Mike. You love that thing, don't you? <laughs> I, I, I really do. <laughs> Hold I don't remember what it's for. Actually, I knew it's Geico, but it's either Geico or Progressive, one of the two. She's she just texted me, rolling my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, smartest woman in the world. Here, this one's for you. Okay, so yesterday, <laughs> what were we talking about in the air yesterday that you got mad at me about? You got mad at me about something. What was? Oh, it? there are so many no, things. What was it you got mad at me about yesterday? Seriously. I don't know. I'll have to listen to the... So, so... She's talking about this on her Facebook page after we get off the air. No. It was a group for my 40th year That's reunion. That's right. That's what it was. Because you tell this bizarre story about how you had this teacher that if you showed up for school in yes! gym, gym. And that's true. In and gym I class. sent you information. Well, hold, hold, let, let, me, let, me tell you, let me tell people what you said. They didn't listen yesterday. Okay. You said, and and agree or disagree with me of my recollection of what you said yesterday morning. You said that you had a teacher, a gym teacher in your grade yes. school. Or was it gym, grade school or junior high? Junior it was, high? It was actually... Junior high? Uh, no, it was grade school Okay. and junior high, yeah. Okay, and she was the teacher in both grade school and junior high, correct? There was two pe- teachers that did that, but yes. Okay, both of these teachers did it? Yes, it was a thing, Brad. So if you showed up with brand new tennies... Brand new tennis shoes. Back in the day, you know, it wasn't like you had like Nikes and We're things like that. We're talking back in the early 80s, right. late 70s. Before the Nike things really hit. You know, I mean, you know, now it's like, you know, you. I mean, some people still wear the, the, the Chucks, you know, the Chuck, you know, the Chuck Taylors. They do, Chuck Taylors. But these were like old, old school tennis shoes. And if you had whitey tennis like shoes. Like Adidas or Puma. Well, they weren't even or, that. They were like, they were if like. If you had any kind of new tennis shoe. No, they were Keds. Remember Keds? Keds yes, were the big shoes. These... Yes, that were that were the big tennis okay, shoes. Okay, if you had Keds tennis shoes, Shelly said that the teacher would come over 
and purposely step on your shoes to get them dirty so they weren't nice and clean and white, correct? Yeah, so you didn't have to worry about it anymore. Right. You could actually go about your life. And she would say that it to was you, her right? Se- it was her seal of approval. But was didn't she actually say that to you? Now you don't have to worry about getting them dirty because I just made them dirty. Didn't you say she said that to you? She had said that. I don't know if it was to me specifically, but okay. she is she – is, she did say that, yes. Did you ever have this happen to you personally? Yes. She came and stopped and stomped on your brand new tennis. I couldn't wait. I could not wait to get to the gym <laughs> Come class. Come on. To have her stomp on your tennis shoes to become dirty? Yeah. That was like a badge of honor or something like that? It was. Okay, so Shelly has a- I sent you all the responses right, right, from, right, my, right. It was, from and, my childhood friends. I have to admit that, that Shelly had all these people- Tell her, oh, yeah, that was Miss Coolman. Wasn't that with the name K-U-H-L-M-A-N? Miss yes. Coolman. Yes, and then there was another teacher, but I how, I don't forget how her. Old, I forget her name. How old was Miss Coolman at the time? How old would you say was she I was at the time? I don't know. 30s, 40s, 50s? You know, take a guess. Brad, I was a kid. Everybody's old. Okay, well, let's say she was 40 back then, okay? She would be like in her 80s. I don't 80s. think she was. She would be like eight, in her 80s now She's if she was still She's probably in her 30s. Okay, well, she'd be in her 70s right now, Okay. If this were she, yeah, or in, in yeah, she'd if she'd be, yeah. No, because I'm almost in my seventies. No, no, no. If you add forty years to it, if you know, if she were forty, you know, add forty to it, it's been forty, so she'd be like eighty. Okay, let's say, let's just say she's okay. 80. If she's still around, she's eighty. So yeah. Shelly puts this on her Facebook page, and all these people go, "Yeah, I remember Miss Coolman. I remember she did that." Okay, so so Shelly justified the fact that she wasn't kidding that this did happen. But that I wasn't telling then, a big fat lie like some people. Then apparently she made a comment on her Facebook page aimed at me saying, I can't. That I wanted to throat punch you. Wanted to throat sometimes. punch me. Okay. So how long did it take? A couple hours? No. Like how long? It did not. Like, I mean, it's like I posted it. Then I went back and saw, went, you know, I don't know, like maybe 15 minutes later, I went back and they pulled it. They, and they sent me a warning. And they, they, they essentially pulled your post, correct? Your post disappeared, right? Yes, and the only person that could see it is me and the admins. <laughs> so they pulled Shelly's post about her wanting to throat punch me. And so, I even tried to change it after they gave me that stupid warning, <laughs> and it wouldn't let me change it. <laughs> and then they said, um, <laughs> then they asked how I wanted to handle it. And I said I wanted the admins and, of the page to. And Shelly said, "I'm going to find. I'm going to find where you're at, and I'm coming to throat punch you." That's what she said to the, yeah. to the Facebook. People. You get me in so much trouble, Brad. <laughs> you know the sad thing about this is, and and you know what's funny? This is funny that it happened to you because you're the what? one who, on several occasions, it says, "I get all my news from Facebook." Yeah, right. All your news from Facebook, eighty percent of it's BS. And the 20% that's that still is left. That's not true. Oh, oh, what I get from Facebook? Yes, the stuff that's yeah. on there. Here, if I go I, I'm on... thinking about leaving Facebook anyway. We've got our we've got our social media side. As soon as we get as soon as we get it to the point where it'll handle, you know, more people where it doesn't yeah. crash all the time, you know. It, yeah. It, you know, there's that. I, you know, I, that's almost a badge of honor because, you know, in like the internet world, if you say, oh my God, I had so much traffic on my Facebook page or uh, so much traffic on my website, it crashed it. You know, you always, you hear these stories of talking about like somebody who's in the news, all of a sudden they become like a national figure and their, and their, their Facebook or their, their, their webpage crashes because, you know, they normally have like 10 people a day look at their Facebook and all of a sudden they've got a million people and looking at their Facebook yes. page or no, they're just yes. there. Okay. Let me look at this. Let me see if I can find 
thing on what's cra- what's crazy for me is there's all these stupid ads on Facebook that make that talk about that talk about are like um, bogus things. They talk about like, hey, so did- are you getting uh, male enhancements <laughs> ads? No, I don't get those. Are um, you sure? I don't. You I'm- will now say the word. No, by I'm your not- phone. No, I'm Shelly Barr. Um, male enhancements. Now you're going to get ads for male enhancements. Thank you, Shelly Bar. I'm trying to look. I'm trying to look at, at these these crazy things. And that's kind of spooky. Well, but but once again, that's what they do because because the reason that people don't understand this, I've explained this. To, I don't know how many times. The reason you get free email from Google, Gmail, and Yahoo is they scan your emails. And they look at, they're looking for certain words. And if you talk about, I'm looking to buy a new car. If you send, if like you said, send an uh, email to your friend. Hey, I was, I went down to, to Chesterfield last week to take a look at, at a new Tesla. And then all of a sudden you'll get ads for every other electric car. Yes. On, on your, all your pages. Yes. It's, and the other thing is called retargeting. If you go and you look at something on a website or something like that, then all of a sudden, every ad you see is what you just looked at on their website. It's it's kind of creepy. but And see, that's the thing that, that, that you get into because essentially nobody reads the TOS, the Terms of Service, when you go on any sites. And if you read it, it's spooky stuff. There are certain pictures that I've taken because, you know, I have this photographic thing. I've loved photography and video for a long time. There are certain pictures and videos that I've taken that I were really proud of. I would never put on Facebook because if you don't, I don't know if you know this or not, the minute you put your picture on Facebook, they own it. You don't own it anymore. They own it. You know, and it's theirs. Well, the only reason I would stay on Facebook is because I've got memories since 2009 and I did that purposely to, you know, go back and reminisce. So Harper had something that she knew who her grandma was and what she was about. It's true. So what, what, I missed something. What about now? What now? So you put that on your Facebook page, but you didn't want to put it on your Facebook page? What? No, I put her on my Facebook page. I put the past whatever years on Facebook because I wanted um, Tiffany, if something happened to me, I wanted Tiffany to have that just like my Elbeth, who passed away. But you don't own I've it anymore. I've got all of her memories. Mark Zuckerberg owns it now. Well, he can... Whatever. <laughs> so, anyway. It's true. <laughs> have, you ever been, have you ever been warned on Facebook before? No, I have not. Well, I don't know. One time I used the F word. I just... That's all I did. It was four letters... It wasn't capitalized. But you didn't get banned on Facebook. You had people who did not were not happy with you. Yes. I remember and that. And I got reported. Right. They pulled my post. No, they didn't pull my post down. That was before they were doing that kind of stuff. But... Brian Richardson filed a complaint with you with the St. Charles County Police. That's what he did. I remember that. No, he had nothing. <laughs> well, he might have. I don't know. I don't know who what was. But evidently, it was a big deal. I had to, like, put, he's, and you... As my boss, you said, I was like, Brad, what am I supposed to do? And you said, I'm not going to tell you to put it down, to take it down. 
but I will tell you that you are a representative of this station. Well, I, you know, you see these, or, or was the story the other day, some guy got drunk on a plane. What's the story? The guy got drunk on a plane and, and, and they had to divert the plane. And he talked about, I work for so-and-so, some big company. Uh, you can't, you can't arrest me. I work for so-and-so and so-and-so. Guess what? Got fired <laughs> because they said, let me see, where was that? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It was a big story over the weekend. Uh, no, I don't. Drunk guy. Let me just guy on plane gets fired. Let me. I just see. I just type that in. Gets. It was. It was a funny story because of the fact that he was like, you know, you don't. You know who I am. Gets F I R E D. Let me see if I can find this. Don't story. you know who I am? Yes. Chemical engineer fired after video captures drunk racist. Yeah, this is this is from uh, yeah home. Uh, yeah, here's from TMZ. Uh, plane freak out. Oh, this video of the guy. Plane freak out. Chemical engineer fired after drunk and homophobic rant on plane. In one of the dumbest moves we've seen made by a person freaking out as they kicked off a plane, a chemical engineer has now been fired from his job after announcing where he works in the entire flight. The incident, which happened Tuesday night on a flight scheduled from Philly to Dallas, included the man seen in the video going off in passengers and flight attendants. Shockingly, and maybe sarcastically, the man exclaims he's racist because he's a white male with a big black bag, which he states is a better bag, most all you can afford. But he wasn't done yet, admitting he was a little intoxicated. Then things took a slur. The man starts hurling homophobic slurs, calling everyone in the flight liberal, blank, blank, blank. However, and there's all sorts of pictures of him. However, just before exiting the plane, the man let everyone know he was a chemical engineer with pharmaceutical and biotechnology company GlaxoSmithKline. We reached out to GSK, who tells us, we immediately conduct an investigation. As of Thursday, he's no longer employed at GSK. The person's remarks were reprehensible and do not reflect our company culture. So they fired the guy because he goes, you know, once again, I'm thinking to myself, yes, I like that company. They're right here in St. Louis. They've got one of their testing sites right there on page. You know, I think that's, or is that, that's Glacos. I don't know. They've merged. Used to be Smith Klein, used to be all the different, you know, the it's one of the, the lab places. So yeah, they fired the dude because he's, he's going off. Of, why do people do that? You're stuck in a plane. You know, why, just sit down and let everybody, you know, mind their own. In my Do mind. their thing. Right. You're going to get there. Right. And don't bother anybody. You know, I'm when I'm on a plane. But I, if you have a child that is screaming. Stick a, stick a sock in their mouth and hold or, it in. Or a boob. Whatever. <laughs> just fix it. Oh, I got another good one there. Or a boob. Okay. <laughs> well, that's because Tiffany's breastfeeding. Thanks for sharing, Shelly. <laughs> that's why I said that. 745. Yep. It is about that time. It's about that time for us to go back on the air for a last break. Uh, 7.50. It is BS.show. 7.51, actually. I could not read my clock here right. 7.51. Hard to imagine that in a couple of weeks it'll be fall. I mean, uh, unofficially we had, remember how Labor Day is the unofficial end of summer, but doesn't end for like another couple of weeks. But, but it is sort of weird to think that it's going to be fall. Don't you think? Shelly's gone. I guess she's... No, Shelly's not gone. Okay. I'm sorry. I turned my pot down so I, you wouldn't hear all my little finicking around. By the way, I heard the most amazing fact yesterday. You talked about global warming. I heard this and I thought to myself, that can't be right. Okay, highest temperature, <clears throat> excuse me, the highest temperature Air recorded ball. in St. Louis was in 1954, 115 degrees. Guess what the highest temperature ever was recorded in Miami, Miami, Florida. Highest temperature. Take a guess. 108. Okay. You want another guess? Do, no. Do you think you're high or low? 
I think I'm high. The highest temperature ever recorded in Miami is 100 degrees. Yep. Isn't that weird? It, it, it really is weird. When you think about it, you know, it's not unusual for us. Almost every summer we have like, you know, not every summer, but pretty much it's not unusual for us to have 100 plus days in St. Louis. Okay. No, it's really not. And in lots of places. <laughs> not across, unusual at right. all. But typically as you go south in latitude, the, the, you know, the, the more south you go, the temperatures get hotter. And the more north you go, you know, it gets colder. Like that's why it's cold in, in, in Canada. That's why they have much, high, you know, much worse winters than we do, as opposed to people go to Florida because for the most part, you don't have snow in Florida because it's warm year round. But the temperatures are moderated by the ocean and the Gulf. And because of that, the hottest temperature ever recorded in Miami was 100 and I heard they said that that can't be right. And sure enough, it was. I'm going. That's interesting. Now, of course, in Miami, it's sort of like here, where 100 degrees and 99 percent humidity, you know, where it's like it's like you're in a you know like you're in like a you know like a crock pot or something like that, like a a pressure cooker, a steam cooker, or something like that. But yeah, you walk out and it just sucks. A hundred breath. A hundred degrees. Now. But it's a different kind of hot. Well, it's no, like hundred degrees is hundred degrees. No, no what they it's say. like it's like if you go to Las Vegas. I remember one year I was in Las Vegas, and they had an alert on the radio. They actually had a weather alert. They had a low humidity alert. I'm thinking to myself, never in St. Louis have we ever had a low humidity alert ever, ever, ever in in the history of St. Louis. The weather bureau has never issued a low humidity alert. In Las Vegas, they did, and they said, they they, they I can't remember what they said. They said that was it. Less than 5%. I think they said that the humidity was going to drop down to less than 5%. And once again, when you go outside in St. Louis, like let's say, uh, let's pick a day, middle of July, July 15th, you walk outside in St. Louis and you get three steps out of your house and you let's say your house is air conditioned, it's like nice 72 degrees inside, you just took a shower, you put on fresh clothes, you're feeling good, you walk, before you get to your car, you're dripping with sweat. You know what I mean? It's just one of yes, those things. Yes, I do know. You're just like, oh my God, I just, I just took a shower. But I've been in Las Vegas when it was been 110 plus, and you do not sweat. It's just weird. You don't sweat. That's because it's a dry heat. Right. I'm sorry, but 146 degrees is still freaking hot. I, give me 110 in Las Vegas, and I've been in Las Vegas with 110. Give me 110 in Las Vegas, over 90 in St. Louis with 80% humidity any day. I'll take the 110. I'm telling you. I told you the one goofy. Yeah, I don't, I don't like humidity. The one goofy story, the one time I drove, you know, I've driven cross-country many times, and the one time I drove from um, second leg of my, actually it was the third leg of my trip. Normally what I do is when I go to the West Coast, I would I would do it in four days. I would do it on purpose. On my first night out, I would leave like in the afternoon. I'd hit Kansas City, and then I'd go like, hey, I have a nice meal in Kansas City. And then from Kansas City, I would drive from Kansas City to Denver on day number two, and then day number three, I would drive from Denver to Las Vegas, and then day number four, I would drive from Las Las Vegas in L.A. or San Diego, where I was going. But if I just go on to the to Vegas, and I've done that trip many times, um, where I just drive out to Vegas, the trip between Denver and Las Vegas is amazing. And I heard somebody on the air. I heard that because oh of God. you. It's, That's actually on my leap list. It's, I mean, when you go through the mountains, the Rockies are just incredible. It's just like you wouldn't believe it. It's like, it's like, am I in another planet? I mean, it's just the point where you see things that you go like, holy cow. And it's just an incredible, that drive, 
I told the story on July 4th. I can't remember what year it was. July 4th. I left Denver at like, I don't know, 6 o'clock in the morning. It was like 65, 70 degrees. Three hours later, I'm in the Rockies, and it's snowing on 4th uh-huh. of July. It's like a— And you're in your I white mean, socks up to your knees no, and Bermuda shorts, I'm right? I'm shorts, a T-shirt. And your, uh, what's it called? I go um, to— Surf life shirt. I, I go into a gas station, and I say to the guy, is always snow on July 4th? Oh, every once in a while. So then you go through what's called the Western Slope, Grand Junction, Colorado. Then you go into Utah. You know, Grand Junction, Colorado, my— my stepsister's husband was the uh, um, Steve Elman of, of Grand Junction. He was like the, the county executive kind of deal yep. or the mayor, stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, you drive through Grand Junction. You go on the Western Slope. You go through Utah. And then you go in the area uh, once you're in Utah, southern Utah. And then you, you actually you, you take a little bit of, of Arizona. You're in a little tiny corner of Arizona. And then you get into, Los, into Nevada. And... It's just so I leave Denver at six o'clock in the morning. It's 65, 70 degrees. I go through a snowstorm in the Rockies. I hit Las Vegas, 6A to 6P, and it's 110. I'm going like, and once again, there's a place, you don't believe me, you can look it up on, on Wikipedia, Green River, Utah. As you pull into Green River, Utah on Interstate 70, there's a sign that says, next service, 113 miles. And there's nothing. Between. They mean that, don't they? Yes, there is nothing. I mean, I know, but that's what bushes are for. So you get gas out of bushes? That's what you're telling me? Oh, the whole gas thing. Oh, I thought <laughs> you were talking about something else. Excuse me. And and you and you hear people talk about oh overpopulation. You can drive for hours and not see anybody, any houses, any cities, anything. You're in the middle of nowhere, and you almost think to myself, okay, overpopulation. They haven't thought about the western states because it once literally once you get west of like Kansas, Kansas City, there's not much. I mean, you know, when you go across Nebraska, same thing. Once you go west on what is that I eighty from Nebraska, um, you know, like uh, from uh, Omaha, there's not much out there. Same thing west on seventy from from uh, Kansas City is even on like I talked about coming across the southern route I ten from like San Diego all the way. You go all the way. San Diego, I-10 goes from San Diego to Jacksonville, Florida. I heard that imagine, from you, actually. Imagine no, that. No, it was from someone else. You can get on I-10, you can drive from San Diego, you can drive from ocean to ocean. And it, you know. Ocean to ocean. Yeah. Wouldn't that be lovely? Yeah. Okay, we got to go because we're okay. not being lovely right now. Shelly, do me a favor. Would you put some nasty comments on Facebook again about me so you can get banned? <laughs> you just want me banned. I do. I can't be banned. I Grow people's businesses that way, Brad. Come over to Have West. Have a great day, everybody. Um, day, yeah. Come over to Brad, West. Brad, it's been a slice of heaven as usual. Did you have something to say? Yeah, dump Facebook. Come over to West Plus Social once we get the servers fixed, I, okay? I, well, I'm going to. You it, just have to yeah. Oh, yeah, the right. servers right. You've posted twice. 7.59. Bye. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.